When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So last Friday was a painful reminder, one of many painful reminders that we've had over the years, that manipulation of the precious metals markets are still, it's still a very real thing. Okay, you know, coming into Friday, we saw a lot of positive signals, positive moves in both gold and silver, but especially silver was doing really well. Uh, The gold to silver ratio had dipped below 80 to 1. It was at 77 or 76 around that at the time. Silver had broken its tight trading range of 16 to $17, something it had only done once since February. It kind of faked us out back in April, but of course it shot down back then as well. Um, But it was up around 1720, I think just shy of 1720 at the time. And then Friday rolled around, and both mar- both silver and gold got got smashed down. But but silver, to to a greater extent, that gold to silver ratio rose, you know, close close to you know back up towards eighty to one once again. And you know here we are, kind of back again in this tight trading range. It was depressing. It's 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 a painful reminder, like I said. But I don't want to make this video a, a doom and gloom video. That that this manipulation, you know, woe is us. That this manipulation is. Is, is so terrible, it's criminal, and there's nothing we can do about it, and it's always going to be there, that it's just a fact of life, that silver manipulation, you know, the the, the three things that are guaranteed in life are death, taxes, and, and manipulation of the precious metals markets. That's not the point that I want to get across here. The point that I want to get across here is that this manipulation cannot and will not last forever. And I think another really important thing, because plenty of people have said that, but another really important point that I want to get across in this video is that this manipulation will be ended largely as a result of due, due to manipulation. Okay, This manipulation will bring about its own demise. Okay, And I'll kind of explain that in this video today. Um, but talking about suppression of the precious metals markets, and, and I'll kind of be focusing on silver here, a lot of this carries over to gold as well but but not everything especially when we're talking about the the kind of physical supply and demand but suppression okay so there's this is kind of a multifaceted type of suppression that i believe has and is currently going on in the precious metals specifically silver right now okay so there's the price suppression okay and and this is kind of what we saw on friday and and really there's two pieces of this price suppression there's the paper market suppression again this is what we saw on friday a massive amount of paper contracts being sold to drive down the paper price of silver okay and and don't get me wrong this this paper manipulation has historically likely gone both ways right the the big run-up in 2010 2011 in the price of silver there's probably quite a bit of paper manipulation going on there as well the physical market you know don't get me wrong it it helped drive those increases as well but it, it went both ways okay so there's the paper manipulation that has been going on for a long time through the paper markets i mean if you have paper markets for a physical asset well you can basically you know create an infinite amount of these paper contracts to to try and manipulate for time being um the you know the 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 underlying physical it's it's not something you can do forever but obviously it, it can be an effective tool there's also the physical suppression as well and this 
this isn't something we've seen so much lately okay um physical suppression of of precious metals this is something that we saw for for a good part of the 20th century the second half of the 20th century and you know probably part of the you know early part of the 21st century basically what i'm talking about here is is maybe intentional maybe not intentional suppression of the price of silver through selling of physical silver not not paper silver like on friday but actual physical silver onto the market okay and primarily this selling came from uh governments okay so the u.s government held um you know well over a billion ounces it's it's unclear exactly how much silver the the u.s government held coming out of of world war ii and kind of the 1950s but but over time they started to sell that silver ultimately basically selling all of it they, they have a little bit on hand for for minting purposes and whatnot but but we used to have a silver coinage right system and and they had billions of ounces of silver they sold all of that onto the market and a lot of other countries around the world central banks or governments did the same countries in europe um asia you know south america wherever they had these different silver coinages or silver backed currencies or silver reserves by a government they sold basically all of that onto the market and today you know very little silver is held by governments and central banks you know a lot of it's for minting purposes you know there's some evidence that would show maybe russia has been stacking some silver but nothing compared to what we've seen in the past okay so it's important to understand that there's a physical and a paper price suppression of of the you know the price of silver and so so when somebody asks you how can they suppress the price of silver forever through paper means you can tell them there's a physical aspect to this that went on for a long time for decades and, and it was billions of ounces that were dumped onto the market to help drive down the price of silver i'm not saying that it was all intentional but it happened okay now you might have all heard that before okay you, you've probably especially that physical piece of it you've probably heard on my channel in the past if you watched some of my videos in the past now there's the price suppression okay i said this was multifaceted so there's two pieces of the price suppression but something that i think we've seen for a while but but especially recently when when we're seeing silver trade in such a tight trading range and you know the same goes for gold as well very tight trading range thus far in 2018 there's been a suppression of volatility in precious metals as well okay and and again i also want to focus on silver part of it is just that i'm more familiar with the silver markets than i am with with the gold markets but silver um has been largely trading in a 16 to 17 dollar range with with two exceptions pretty much since i'd say february of this year very little volatility and i believe that this volatility is being suppressed by you know i would say largely it's being suppressed by bullion banks you know the truth of the matter is that it could be suppressed we we don't know all the details of who is selling what in in, in the futures markets and and you know basically options and and you know, selling volatility basically we don't know we can make some good educated guesses that a lot of it's going on by bullion banks but maybe not every bullion bank not every contract that they that they write or whatever is is basically selling volatility and the same goes for for hedge funds or, or whoever whatever else market participants they're not all buying volatility some of them could be selling volatility as well but you know a good example of this would be um jp morgan okay they, they hold you know currently upwards of 130 maybe over 140 million physical ounces reported you know this is registered or whatever on the comex reported stock they very well could own a lot more physical you know um off the books more or less you know and this isn't 
paper silver by any means. Okay. Um, who knows if it's all there or not, but, but I think there's, you know, there's a decent amount of evidence that it's a lot of silver, but, but at current prices, that's not an insane amount of physical silver for, for JP Morgan to have been stacking. And, and they've been building up this hoard for quite some time now. You know, I think this dates back to 2011, 2012, that they've been building up this hoard and, and, you know, it's a topic for another video, things I've covered in the past about why they're doing that. But the fact of the matter is that if you have that much physical silver, you can use that in the paper markets with especially with a lot of leverage to basically sell volatility right and so you can basically if you guys are familiar with option markets at all you can sell put options you can sell call options it doesn't matter if if you're you're betting on the price going up or down but either way you can do it to in, in, at such a strike price and at such a date that you're basically selling volatility you're shorting volatility and if you do this enough you know if you sell enough of this onto the market you can effectively you know, drive down the volatility in the market but but also you know the other aspect of it too is is you know what kind of direct control you have over the actual physical price too and so what you can do is you can you can sell volatility you can have uh you know hedge funds or whatever buy this volatility and then you can manipulate the price and make sure that there's not much volatility. You can make money off of it. And so, you know, a lot of people ask, you know, why does JP Morgan have so much physical silver? And, and you know, my answer would be there's I think there's two primary reasons. First of all, yes, I do believe that they do plan on holding on to that and making a lot of money off of it. OK, but in the meantime, you know, while silver is still in the sixteen dollar range. Okay, before they they make boatloads of money and and maybe ensure their survival into kind of the next financial paradigm, um, they have to kind of worry about their day to day to day operations. They need to worry about their their trading desk and and kind of the profitability of their trading desk desk. And so if they can sell this volatility and make sure that they don't lose out on these, that they can sell the premium for these contracts, well, they can make a decent amount of income that way as well, okay? And so that suppression is going on as well, okay? Not just the price suppression of, of silver, but also the volatility, okay? So that's a really important thing to, to understand, and that's why I've taken, you know, I'm 10 minutes into the video here. It's important to understand that there, this is a multifaceted approach to the suppression of the of the paper markets okay now moving on to the next piece of this how will this manipulation bring about its own end well first of all jp morgan i'll talk about the, the i'll talk about volatility before i get to to the price aspect of it the price is a little bit easier to understand um, but but the volatility piece of it okay a, a good parallel between what's going on in the silver market right now would be what was going on in the stock market late 2017 okay what we saw in the second half of 2017 in the u.s stock markets was extremely low volatility you had um probably hedge funds you had pension funds most likely and and many other market participants selling volatility okay um through 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 things like uh vix or or you know derivatives of the volatility index vix that's that's for s p 500 volatility index um you you could sell this volatility basically bet on the market not being volatile and 
make a lot of money off of it. If you were selling volatility for, for a good part of 2017, the second half especially, you made a decent amount of money off of that. And so you had you know all sorts of market participants do it. It, it wasn't just some of the big hedge funds. You had pension funds getting in on this. You had all sorts of different market participants selling this volatility. And the result of that is that you saw this volatility drop more and more to, to record levels. It was record low levels for a record amount of time. And it was just getting ridiculous how little volatility there was in the markets. Okay, you saw the markets melt up, melt up. And then, you know, heading into 2018, January was especially the first part of it was an incredible month for the stock markets. But then in February, something snapped okay and and we can get into some of the reasons as to why that happened but long story short everybody was betting against volatility rising not everybody obviously somebody was buying some of those contracts but but volatility had fallen had fallen had fallen and all of a sudden it snapped okay and we had the vix index you know down below 10 at, at some points in in 2017 all of a sudden it spiked up to around 50 Okay, you had a ton of people lose a ton of money because they had betting, they had been betting on on volatility staying low, staying low, and then all of a sudden, it snapped because the market had become so lopsided. Okay, and I think we're seeing a similar thing play out in the precious metals markets, especially silver, right now. This volatility is unusual to say the least. Okay, and so what I think eventually will happen. I don't think that it will be things like bullion banks that would be left kind of holding these these um, short volatility positions in the end. I think a lot of those positions, they'll close out before volatility really increases for precious metals. But ultimately, I think there's going to be some sort of a trigger. It could be the market itself, this lopsided market just trying to, to fix itself, right? Um, it's It's lopsided so much in one direction towards low volatility that is going to snap back in the opposite direction similar to how the stock market did i mean there were catalysts for that but part of it seemed to kind of just come out of nowhere right the market kind of just fixed itself right i think that there are some going to be some catalysts though for for precious metals coming up here and, and it's hard to say exactly what it would be i think the number one that I, one that i'm keeping an eye on is going to be the u.s dollar and and additionally fed policy um, I think one of the big things that will cause volatility to, to snap higher, right? This is going to be similar to what we saw in, in the stock market, will be um, Fed policy and, and them ultimately reversing their policy from from a policy of monetary tightening to a policy of, of loosening, right? Quantitative easing, lowering interest rates. That's going to be uh, bearish for the dollar. And, and that's a topic for home live video, but it's also going to be very bearish or sorry, bullish for precious metals. And, and I think it'll also be very, um, it'll cause volatility in these markets to to wake up, essentially, okay? So, you know, I think that piece of it is going to kind of correct itself. Like, like I said, the more and more they manipulate the markets, the more they're kind of bringing about the demise of this manipulation, okay? Now, the second piece of this, of course, is not just the volatility suppression, but also the price suppression of of silver, Okay and gold as well but especially silver all right um and this one is a little bit i think easier to understand because we're not so much talking about volatility we're just talking about price and and when you have a physical commodity whether we're talking about oil or steel or wheat or pork or in this case silver um suppression of the price of a commodity or metal or physical asset for a long period of time ultimately will lead to higher prices Okay, and so uh, this isn't 
super difficult to understand for silver. Okay, so you keep the price suppressed at an unnaturally low price for a long enough amount of time. Okay, in the meantime, what you see happening is that you know industrial demand for silver um, continues to to slowly tick up as it's used in more and more electrical devices, electrical cars, solar panels, et cetera, et cetera. Industrial demand continues to tick up. Um, investment demand, you know, recently has dropped off, but I think eventually it will return, all right? So investment, industrial demand, you know, demand is staying steady or increasing, okay? Supply, on the other hand, is slowly decreasing, okay? And, you know, it would make sense for supply to meet demand, okay? But that hasn't been the case, you know, there, there, there's a little bit of, I guess, discussion over um, in some of these discussions I've been involved in, you know, over how accurate some of these statistics are on, on supply coming into the market. But, but long story short, supply has been declining and it hasn't, generally speaking, been meeting demand. OK. And eventually, you know, the current mines that that produce silver as as well as scrap silver. I mean, that's another thing as well. These current mines, though, we'll focus on the mining aspect of it. They're running out of silver, right? The ore grade is decreasing, you know, as a whole, becoming less and less rich ore. Um, and, and a lot of these mines, uh, kind of proven reserves of silver around the world, they're decreasing. You know, uh, Chris Duane from his channel, Truth Never Told, you know, he put out a video a while back about how Mexico only has, I think, you know, five years worth of silver left. And, and that was kind of based on what they're currently producing each year and, uh, you know, how much proven reserves of silver they have, you know, stated proven reserves of silver. And on paper, that makes sense, okay? You you basically divide proven reserves by yearly production, and you get five years left. Now, personally, I think Mexico has, has much more than just five years of production left in the ground. I think they have a lot more silver, is what I'm saying, that, that has yet to be discovered. But at current prices... Um, he's probably right that if silver does stay this low, the the days of, of large amounts of silver coming out of places like Mexico or, or, or Peru or wherever else, they're coming to a close, right? Because it costs a lot of money to explore for new silver reserves, to open up new mines, to increase production at current mines. And, and ultimately, there is not... I don't think enough incentive for countries or, or, or mining companies in countries like Mexico or the United States, China, Peru, um, I think it's Bolivia, that's another big one in, in South America. There's not enough incentive for them to really ramp up production. I mean, they have, you know, there are some statistics to show that in the last year they have been investing some more in, in so-called capital expenses, but it's not going to be enough going forward all right and so basically what eventually you'll have is that you'll see supply basically continue to fall off if prices kind of stay at their current point i mean think about it these these miners are dealing with all sorts of of inflation inflation of energy supplies and 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 you know um price of of equipment or whatever and yet silver is just kind of staying at the same price okay eventually you're going to see supply drop and the physical market, you know, what is the cure for basically what will happen is, is you're going to have a shortage. Okay. Um, supply will, will dry, not, not completely dry up, but it'll decrease enough to the point where, 
um, you're going to have some sort of an acute shortage, okay? And, and you know, largely this shortage will be the result of manipulation, right? The paper markets are continually being manipulated, and there's a divergence between what's going on in the physical market, what should be going on in the physical market, I should say, which is should, what should be going on in the physical market is that um, the price should be higher, and, and thus there'd be more incentive for supply to, mining supply to increase. Um, but because the paper markets are being suppressed to such a great extent, that incentive isn't there. There's a divergence between what is happening and what should be happening in a natural supply and demand market, okay? And so the more they manipulate it, the longer they keep prices lower, the, the worse this, this ultimate shortage will be, okay? And of course, what is the cure for, for a physical shortage of, of an asset or really any asset? Um, it's, you know, when you have enough demand, the, the cure for that shortage is going to be higher prices, okay? And, and then, you know, um, w- with higher prices, you'll maybe see some demand drop off. You know, if silver shot $50 or $100, you'd have a lot of, of investment demand. But, you know, at some point, you'd expect some people, you know, stackers or, or institutional investors, JP Morgan, to, to sell that investment. Some people would say, all right, silver is too expensive now, et cetera, et cetera. And then the other piece of it is, of course, that, you know, if you have $100 silver, you'll see mines mining companies suddenly pop up left and right and, and they'll be looking for the you know reserves of this metal and and they'll be able to make money off of it and ramp up production whatever and so you know the cure for shortages is is higher prices but um you know i think that's this is something to keep important to keep in mind what i've been talking about in this video today not only the multifaceted approach to this manipulation the, the fact that it's 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 a paper and a physical game and that it's not just the price, but also volatility, uh, but also that the more and more manipulation that occurs, the the larger the blowback will be, right? In, in the past, I've kind of compared it to like a spring, right? Um, you're compressing the spring more and more. And, and eventually what's going to happen is that whatever it is that, that is compressing the spring, market manipulation, et cetera, et cetera, um, it's, it's going to be removed either forcefully or, or the powers that be will decide that it's, they don't want to suppress it anymore, whatever. And suddenly this thing that was compressed in the spring will no longer be impeding it from, from you know, uncoiling itself, from, from uh, springing open, basically. And, and, you know, I think that's a really great analogy for what you will see both in the price action as well as the volatility for precious metals. So, you know, the question remains, what, what will, you know, when will, be, when will this happen and what will kind of be the... the um, the catalyst for it you know the when question is difficult to answer you know i'm, I'm still really keeping an eye on markets and, and and the economy heading into the second half of this year and and you know fed federal reserve tightening and and what will it do to the economy and the markets and and uh that's something to keep an eye on. i'm not saying that'll happen in 2018 but i'm saying the latter half of this year is um things i think will get dicey as as the fed continues to remove their support for the markets um, so that would be, you know, I, I would say, you know, the, the big catalyst that I'm looking for would be the fed to, to kind of step back in. Okay. So, so ultimately what you'll have is you'll have the markets crash and, 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 you know, maybe the economy as well, housing market, whatever. Um, you'll have maybe some sort of a financial crisis, large or small, but at the end of the day, what you'll have happen is that the Fed will step back in to support the markets. They'll, they'll lower interest rates again. They'll start quantitative easing again. That's going to be very bearish for the dollar, right? I, I, it's ridiculous, but I still think there's a lot of people out there, a lot of market participants 
analysts, traders that believe that what the Fed is doing has a chance of being successful, you know, reducing their balance sheet, um, raising interest rates. But I think a lot of them will wake up once the Fed starts to loosen policy again. And you'll see the dollar do very poorly in that period of time. You'll see silver, silver and gold do very well, right? Not just because the dollar's doing poorly, but I think you're going to have a lot of people um, kind of a flight to safety, a safe haven asset, right? And, you know, I actually made a video about this just this past week. I think I published it the day of, you know, when silver dropped, the safe haven of last resort that, you know, maybe for a while market participants will go back and forth between the dollar and the euro and the yen and, and U.S. bonds and, and, and European bonds, Japanese bonds, whatever, you know. But, but at the end of the day, all of those assets are, are heading to zero eventually, slowly but surely. And, and, you know, you really have to ask yourself, what will be the, the final safe haven, that asset that's kind of still sticking around? And it's, it's going to be precious metals, right? A physical asset. There'll, there'll be other physical assets as well. But, but I think precious metals stands to benefit maybe the most from, from this, you know, collapse of all these other paper so-called safe haven assets. So, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts in this video down below in the comment section. I hope that this has been educational. Um, part of this is kind of a, a, a I guess, a, um, supposed to be a, a happy video, I guess, a, a video to give you maybe some hope. Uh, when, when when you see manipulation as great as it is today, I hope that this gives you some hope. Um, but also, I want it to be educational. I want you guys to understand kind of what's going on in the markets today and how precious metals are being suppressed and, and how ultimately that suppression will be its own demise. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this down below in the comment section. As always, Thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video and God bless.